for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 329 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And guys, two weeks away from the, bo- uh, the book of Boba Fett. Exactly two weeks. Well, actually, by this time in two weeks, I'll have already seen the first episode of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, we'll be in it. We'll be inside the book of Boba Fett. Uh... Yeah, deep inside the book of Boba Fett. Deep inside Boba. Actually, Boba, Boba's gonna be deep inside me. Let's be honest. You In know, my brain, mm, my heart, my soul, my buttocks, whatever <laughs> he wants. Mm. Um. So, just to oh, give you guys a heads up, this will be the last episode Will and I do before the book of Boba Fett. Now, there will be an episode on the feed next week. There's going to be a little... I thought you were about to say ever. This will be the last episode. So, there will be a a special Christmas episode next week, but Will and I uh, are going to take Christmas week off from recording. There will be, like I said, there'll be something up on, on the feed so you don't have to worry about not having a podcast. But then when we get back together... The next time Will and I record, it will be about the Book of Boba Fett. That's how close to this we are. Shoo! Um, Super close. So, buddy, how has your week been? It's been all right. Can't complain. The holidays. Love the holidays. Yeah, I I do too, man. Ramp up for the holidays. I, the, the one thing that sucks is, as of right now, December 5th, 15th at 9 34 p.m i am a little i've i've got the pre-holiday stress going on you know what i mean like where i got a lot of work stuff to take care of in a limited amount of time uh jesse and i have some stuff we're gonna do i have a tiny tiny bit of christmas shopping to finish so mm-hmm. like you know i just got a lot ahead of me and and uh once i know once that's out of the way and we hit next week and then you know 
get to see the family and everything, that'll it'll all be great. But a little stressed until then. Um, I had a pretty kick-ass day today, though. Oh, yeah? Why? So I went in for my doctor's appointment, and uh, I'm officially done with all this knee shit. It's over. It's over, Jotty. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Completely done. You know what's funny is it's almost exactly three months to the day that I went into the hospital for this initially. It was September 16th or 17th, right? And I Mm -hmm. remember getting out of the hospital and telling Jesse, like, because I won't lie, the first couple of days home out of the hospital kind of rough like yeah leg hurt pretty bad trying to get used to the whole process of changing the bandage every day and all that crazy shit I had to do for that and all that yeah of course pretty brutal and I remember telling Jesse like I just want this to be over and I feel like it's not going to be over for like three months that was the exact time frame I gave it and Jesse was like no it'll be over It'll be over before that. And I was like, I doubt I'm done with this before Christmas. So. You called it. I did, man. I know how this dumb shit goes. But thankfully, it's all wrapped up. Feeling good. Um, and uh, hopefully I don't have to knock on wood. Can have a little break from the health stuff for a little while. So. Um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, if you guys don't already, you should follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And if you really enjoy the show and you want to support us for as little as $3 a month, then head on over to our Patreon where you will get access to all kinds of bonus podcasts things like cooking with will you want to hear the dulcet tones of will witten instructing you masterfully on how to craft fine cuisine boy do we have the show for you (laughs) do you want to hear me on oh no it's all solo fumble over topics and questions and say you know what i mean too much well you know what i mean you know what i mean it's on the Patreon exclusive feed. And we also have shows like Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel Podula Rasa with Emily Lind. Uh, Masters of Harvest Kasi with King Tom Jaws with Jesse. Uh, instant reactions to The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch. Now listen, I'm going to be straight with you guys. If you want to hear, like if you wake up Wednesday the 29th and you watch the book of Boba Fett or or maybe Will gets disconnected during the plug Will oh my goodness let me finish the Patreon plug and then we'll worry about (laughs) getting Will back into the call Uh, if you want to if you wake up or stay up late and watch book of Boba Fett and you want to hear oh damn near immediate reaction it's usually up pretty quickly after the premiere of these episodes, then you should definitely sign up to our Patreon. And that's patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast. I'm going to try and get Will back. I'll be right back.
Will, are you there, buddy? <clears throat> yeah, man. Can you hear me? Yes. We got him back. I don't know what happened. Yeah, my, my Skype just crashed out of nowhere. You know, it happens. The, you know what? Issues. For as often as we have done this, the amount of technical difficulties we honestly have, once again, knock on wood, fairly small, right? True. So, you know, not the worst when it happens. Um, can I tell uh, a quick story before we get into talking about the little bit of stuff we have to talk about this week, Will? Sure. Can I tell the the great job daddy story? Uh, yeah, you can tell. Okay. Because it is by far one of the most adorable fucking things I've ever been <laughs> witness to. It was fun. So, Friday evening, right? Uh, Will and I hanging out on Xbox Live with our buddy Nick, Jeff, and Steve. You guys know Steve from the High Potion Podcast. We're playing some Halo. And uh, just having a good old time. And I don't know what time it is. Probably about 11 o'clock at night, 11.30. And uh, I hear this little voice in the background on Will's mic. And I was like, uh-oh, Liam's up. You always know Liam's up because you just hear him a little bit in the background, right? At least mm-hmm. on our end. And, and it sounds a little like... And I was like, oh, cool, Liam's up. Just knowing Will's like, oh, man, this kid shouldn't be up. And... Meanwhile, Liam, he wakes up in the middle of a white knuckle Halo match. Like, down to the wire. You know, one of those real tight games. We're all in it to win it. But, you know, none of us take Halo like asshole seriously, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, like a, a shining beacon of light, I hear... Great job, Daddy! You got the sword back! (laughs) And then for the rest of the game, whenever Will would beat another player, uh, you would just hear, Oh, Daddy, that's a really good job! Buddy, it was fucking adorable, like I said. I'm glad everybody thought it was cute. It was, man. You had your little Halo cheerleader. I know, I know. I just, he's going through this thing right now and I have guilt in the middle of the night when he wakes up and he sees me playing violent video games and right. like I get it and so for him telling me oh good job you know at killing all these other people you're really good at this and I'm like oh thank you thank you <laughs> um, thank you son so that just led to me making great job daddy got the sword memes and sending them to Will they were Steve good all week. they were really good my wife said the one with the flash kid throwing the peace sign was the best one. Oh, oh, you showed them all to Chris? Yeah, I showed them to my wife, yeah. That's pretty funny. She so, thought yeah. they were good. I did too. I like the seagull. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Daddy! Because <laughs> he gets real excited and real loud. You, uh, you're raising quite the sweet little dude there, buddy. I hope so, man. I well, hope so. I mean, from every interaction I've ever had from him, that's the impression I get. So you know, manners were important growing up as a kid for me. You know, my my manners are important to my parents, and right, uh, it's important for me for my kids to be well mannered and presentable and, and and kind. And boy, does 
despite your best efforts, boy, does he love some Halo, it seems like. He does. He really loves it. I mean, it's probably because it's the, it's the thing that Daddy does that he's not knows he's not supposed to get a piece of. Right. Right. I had to get up and take care of his sister the other day, and I was like, here. And I just gave him the controller, and he was like, you letting me play Halo? I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of just... just Hang out and do your thing for a second while I tend to this this wet diaper. And, just to help your and, dad out here for a second. Yeah, I was like, just move around at least. Be a moving target, not a sitting duck at the very least. Um, and then when he gets home, uh, he's like, Mama, Daddy, let me play Halo today. I'm like, oh, oh you oh. bastard. You threw me under that. I let you. You basically held the controller while I was. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Great. Oh, he messed up. Yeah. That could have been y'all's little secret. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want him to lie, and I'm not going to fuss at him for telling the truth. Oh, so. yeah, I didn't I didn't figure you would. No, I, no, I know. I do think that's funny, though. I do think it it's funny. funny for him to, like, was it the first thing he said when she got home? Uh, one of the yeah yeah <laughs> like as soon as we saw her yep man guess what funny. daddy did today daddy let me play halo i was like oh come on you were basically holding the controller while i was taking care of your sister you played today you act like i let you go on a killing spree running riot running riot oh man wholesome as shit that so He's um we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about. One thing I would like to do, uh, I would like to plug that uh, I am on the latest episode of the Rogue Rebels podcast with our buddy Sal, episode 110, finishing up our discussion about uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters mm. uh, Marvel crossover event, which was really cool. Um, and you know what? Like, I don't know. It feels like months ago it probably wasn't that long ago we got an email from our buddy sam and he had some more of the bounty hunters questions and he's like look this there's spoilers in this so if you haven't finished it don't uh worry about reading it just yet so today we can finally get to sam's email now's the time now's the time because uh i finished it and it was really good man like you know i, I have been a little bit hit or miss when it comes to the marvel star wars comics Yes. Um, you know, I was very, very excited about them when they first launched and stayed in, you know, held the course for quite a while, was going to the local comic book store and picking up issues every Wednesday and stuff, and then just kind of fell off. They kind of lost my interest. They held mine for a little while, as long as you were into it, I believe, and then there there became some some gems and some clunkers, and then when we had to start weeding through all that, I think I just stopped keeping up with it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would come over and I would give you a stack of Star Wars books. Be like, hey, do your homework before we were. Yeah, and I would be like, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've I've dipped my toe back in occasionally. Like, your know, buddy King Tom recommended the Poe Dameron series. Uh, mm. So I read those and those were really solid. I ended up enjoying those. They started off a little rough. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then, of course, you and I uh, discussed the rise of Kylo Ren. Yeah, I was going to say the Kylo Ren run was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, Could have been longer for my taste, but yes. 
Then I um, I checked out the first several issues of High Republic comic. Really solid. And then this was probably the most Star Wars Marvel comic reading I've done in quite a while. Because if you factor in the War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries itself, right? Plus the one-shots they did. So they did a one-shot issue for Jabba the Hutt, one for IG-88, one for Forlom and Zuckus, and one for uh, Boosh, Bausch, you know, the bounty hunter that Leia dresses up as in Return of the Jedi. And then all the tie-in issues, because every series, every one of the Marvel Star Wars series, except for the High Republic, also tied into War of the Bounty Hunters. It was something oh, wow. like 34 issues of Marvel Comics. That's that crazy. And, uh, you know, if you want to hear, you know, a real in-depth chat about the whole thing, there's Sal and I did two episodes on the Rogue Rebels podcast. We sort of split it into, into two parts. <clears throat> so you should definitely check that out. But I'll say this. I got to give it to them. The way they managed to tie all the different books together and keep like the war of the bounty hunter series um mini series going uh i thought they did a really admirable job like it clearly took quite a bit of pre-planning and working between all the diff- different authors that work on the, all the different star wars books right and i was really impressed by it you know it's essentially i mean not really, but it is kind of Marvel's take on Shadows of the Empire. Meaning like, mm, yeah, it's set in between A New Hope and or Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and kind of deals with similar subject matter as far as like the hunt to try and get Han back and what Boba Fett and the other bounty hunters get up to. You know, there's, there's no Prince Shizor. There's no Dash Rendar, but, um, you know, (laughs) for what is essentially kind of replacing that story, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. No Caesar or Rendar. There is, (laughs) or Snuva. Um, They're just funny names when you say them all together. mm -hmm. Uh, You can, um, you, I, I have a feeling that this will even reach your sphere of influence but um there is a part where lando and leia and chewie sort of corner boba fett at this event right really yeah and and boba fett's like look guys you do not want to get this started if we make too much of a ruckus we're all dead they're sort of in this precarious situation right okay Um, and he's like you know it would be a lot better if we worked together. Like, you know, he's trying to talk them down. And meanwhile, like Leia and, and Lando are kind of talking shit being like, we'll just have Chewie kick your ass by the way. And oh, wow. there's literally a comic panel, which I think you will like, it's already, it's been circulating, circulating for a while as a bit of a meme on like star Wars social media, but it's a, a comic panel of just, it's just Lando's face and the word balloon, and he looks at Chewie and says, beat his ass, Chewbacca. Oh, my goodness. 
beat his ass, Chewbacca. So I kind of like that would that. be that would be a cool panel to have on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um. You know, th- we 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 broached that we 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 uh we cracked the ass code with uh the last Jedi. Remember, Poe Dameron says, um, we gotta close that big ass door or they're gonna get through that big ass door or whatever it is mm-hmm. he says so it doesn't feel that off i'm not like you know i'm not looking for a the star wars character to talk like me dropping f-bombs and shit i don't even right have we was, has there been a shit in star wars like maybe an almost one yes there's an almost one in solo but they cut cut right before he says it there's lots of what does yeah yeah, they're everywhere. And now, now the big thing is fucking dank. McClarkies. No, dank Ferrick. Dank, dank Ferrick. I haven't heard that yet. Oh, it's in. It's you will. You just got to rewatch the Mandalorian. They say it all the fucking time. Oh, okay. All the Ferrick time. All the dank Ferrick time. Okay. Oh no, is it like a swear word? Yeah, it's like a fake swear word. Oh. Dank I'm not the biggest fan of fake swear words. I'm not either. There's also criffing, I think, is another one they use. Maybe uh, not in the shows, but in some other I can't remember. But yeah, Dank Farrick is a is a it's a fake fake Star Wars swear word. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not the, the biggest fan. Dank Farrick sounds like uh something the the shady weed dude that your brother in law would know. He's yeah. like, hey, this, this guy's so he's got some dank ferric. You'd be like, what the fuck is ferric? Do you mean dank ferret? No, he said it's dank ferric. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Do you want it or not? I don't fucking know. It sounds awful. What the <laughs> fuck is a ferret? It's, it's, it's like that fake weed that you could buy at the gas station. Spice. The people fucking go crazy on and try to eat other people. It turns them into cannibals. Probably starting COVID. Future. Shows him how to travel through space and time. Yeah. The melange. Oh, my. <laughs> Will. Yeah. Buddy. Okay. Yeah. So, listen. Your boy has been trying real hard, okay? Okay. We had the Dune discussion about, okay. what, a month ago or whatever, whenever the, the new movie was out on HBO Max. Indeed. And I was like, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I will. I'm a little trepidatious because some of my Dune experiences in the past haven't been the best. But I watched the uh, the new movie and I was like, okay, that is a good movie. Now, was I like head over heels crazy about it? Like, oh my God, it's it's amazing. You know what I mean? But I did enjoy yeah. it. No, I of course not, yeah. personally enjoy, I liked Blade Runner 2049 better of that director's mm-hmm. movies. But anyway, so... It did, however, sort of worm its way into my brain where I'd be thinking about Dune <clears throat> and like I became obsessed with like, well, I should watch the David Lynch version. I also kind of want to track down the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries that they did because that's mm-hmm. not available. Like you can't even buy it digitally. Yeah. And that's a, I haven't seen that, but supposedly the it's miniseries is really good. It's got James McAvoy as I believe Leto the second. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's in the second movie, the second miniseries. They did okay. They okay. did uh, Dune and then Children of Dune. They did two separate Children movies. of Dune. That's right. Okay. So, um, 
what they do have available to buy digitally is the David Lynch one. And I remember, like I, I was telling you, attempting to watch it with my dad when I was a kid. And yeah, being not, like, not easy to do. This shit sucks. That was yeah. my opinion when I was like an eight-year-old or whatever. <clears throat> so, but I was like, you know what? Let's check it out. I would like to see how they condense that whole story into one movie as opposed to splitting it in two. Absolutely. And buddy... And I, and I apologize ahead of time because I know our buddy Jim is a fan of this movie. I know you're a fan of this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal of the David Lynch Dune. Okay. Now let me now let me tell you why. There's a few reasons. Okay. All right. Um. For one, why? the voice weapons voice weapons they they called it the weirding way or whatever the weirding module and they put those collars on and then mm-hmm. they channeled the sound of their voice into guns yeah now uh I, the sh- the personalized shield stop all projectiles no 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 i no. don't know if that's a I, way to try to get around that shit i get that no 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 Hold on. But so the concept of it being like the collar to the voice into the gun. And so, and then everybody's going around going like, <laughs> at folks yeah. and shooting guns. And I was like, yeah, well, that's weird. I didn't notice that in the, the, the new movie. I wonder if they just didn't get, get to that part. And there that's the, are, it keep going anyway. I start doing some research because it really bugged me. I was like, "That yeah. is that shit is corny." I'm sorry, it's corny. I start doing some research into it, and apparently, in the book, they don't do that. In the book, they have like um, a special House of Trades Kung Fu they do or something, right? It's a special right. martial art, right? And then David Lynch was like, "I don't like that." So he came up with the weirding module or whatever the fuck it's called for his Mm -hmm. adaptation of the movie. Right. Not a fan. Yeah. Completely took me out of the movie. I think there are a couple of places where he does something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So Jesse's in the process of reading the book Mm -hmm. and uh, she's definitely noticed some things. I haven't read the book like, I'm not opposed to. It's something I could see myself checking out eventually. But I have so much fucking High Republic shit to catch up on. Like, I was going to say, Dune is quite the time sink. Yeah. Because when I did try to read it, I never made it through all the way. But I found myself having to reread parts just to make sure I understood them. Um, now, I would like to would like to add that my problem isn't with Dune. Right. My problem is with yeah. David Lynch's Dune. Right. Which, for the record, just, features several people I like. Like actors. it was, it was an introduction to science fiction, uh, you know, from my young self, with my dad, and like along with that came a lot of stuff that you know I understand. It's not the the best movie. It's not even a great, great marvelous movie. But I guess for what it was, it was good science fiction at the time something different it's also well 
you know, you you also have a bit of nostalgia for it, which helps, you know. Right. And you, I don't discount that at all. You know, there's plenty of shit that I'm nostalgic for. Nostalgic for that's probably pretty awful, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Um, like Bloodsport is a bad movie, <laughs> but it is a very good movie, right? <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> so twice now, twice. I've tried to watch it. Last week when I got it, I was... So you up- haven't even made it all the way through the movie? No! Oh <laughs> Last week, uh, I bought it on a night where I had to stay up real late to work. And I was like, well, I know how I'll pass the time while I work. I'll watch this David Lynch Dune movie. And I finished working with like 20 minutes left in the movie and preferred to go to bed than finish the movie. Okay? Mm. Then Jesse starts reading the book. And I start thinking about it again. I was like, yeah, I mean, I was trying to watch it at like two in the morning. I was tired and I was cranky because I was up late working. Maybe I should give it another shot. So a couple days ago, yesterday, actually yesterday, um, since Jesse's been reading the book, I was like, hey, do you want to watch that David Lynch Dune with me? We didn't even make it as far as I made it the first time. Mm. So, uh. I don't know, buddy. Struggling with that one. Maybe I'll get a, ha- a hold of the fucking Sci-Fi Channel miniseries on VHS or Betamax or whatever the fuck I have to do to watch that. And uh, I'll let you know how that goes. You may just have to stick with these new movies. That may be your preferred consumption. I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Timothy Chalamet may be your, your favorite uh, Atreides. I don't like him. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, we should talk about something that's not doing. We should talk about some Star Wars. I just wanted to bring that up because um, after we Good had to that. Share com- your displeasure. I just, I, it's not for me, man. The Specifically. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, there are parts that I think are pretty cool. Like some of the, um, the practical effects. I mean, they're really well mm-hmm. done. There's some stuff that's pretty creepy. Um, yes. Uh, seeing the... Because uh, you don't really get to see it in, in the most recent Dune. The representatives of like the Spacer Guild, they're like sealed in their suit, I guess, and they have human form. But one of the things that stuck with me as a kid was seeing the representative of the Spacefarer Guild in... Uh, the David Lynch Dune, because he's like in this giant glass tank filled with spice, now, not recognizable as a human in any way. Now, like, I have a question about that. Yeah. Is that a David Lynch edition, or is that something that's in the books? Because I don't know. If I remember correctly, they are mutated in a way. Does You know, the spice has done something to them that makes them not human anymore. I don't remember if it changes their physical form to such a degree, because... The new movie kind of seems like they still have very much humanoid form, you know, because I don't, I don't remember whether that's true to the book or not. But um, from what I, from what I remember, I think that's accurate. Baron uh, Har- Har- Harkonnen. 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 There you go. Baron Harkonnen in the David Lynch movie, like awful. Like his portrayal. It's just, 
everything about to, it is awful. To me, it's creepy and off-putting. Like it's it's super, not to me. It's like it's like nightmare fuel. Oh, see, to me, it is like corny. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely corny, but I just chalk that up to a product of the times. I don't know, man. I I think of plenty of stuff released, you know, concurrently around that time that pulled off creepy and off-putting without being uh, what I perceive to be sort of corny. Like This this guy doesn't Dune. It's not Dune. (laughs) It's David Lynch's Dune that I don't do. It's just, it's just not palatable. He said, "It just, it makes me want to gag." It's I put it in my mouth, and I just want to spit it out instantly. I can't help it. I can't even swallow it. Can't make it to the end. It's not for me. And like you know, like I said, Dune has wormed its way into my brain. Where like I wanted to seek out more Dune after watching the new one, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's not Dune. It's David Lynch's Dune, and I know. Like doing reading, like that, the movie that was released was not the movie he wanted to release. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know there's some leeway there as as it comes as it's concerned for him as a direct as the director of that movie. But there's also plenty of stuff in there that I'm pretty sure. What well, for instance, the the people using their voice as weapons, channeling yeah. their voices into guns. Yeah. Um and. Baron Harkonnen stuff, but uh, what can you do? Not for me. Sting in those underpants, not for me. Ooh, sting coming out of that chamber or whatever in the steam. Mm-hmm. And he's just got those underpants on. I was like, "Yep, bro, bro, don't stand so close to me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sending out an SOS. Um. So, we don't have a ton of news. Like, there's not been a lot. I mean, for the most part, you want to know what's been happening is new little Boba Fett teasers that have been coming out. They've been putting out a couple a week, it seems like. Um, They don't show anything crazy new, but, like, maybe they extend some scenes we've already seen in trailers or give Mm -hmm. us some new dialogue and stuff. So... Boba Fett promotion is in full effect right now. Um, And that's real cool to see, but it's, you know, that's mainly seems to be the focus, obviously, is promoting Book of Boba Fett before it comes out. But there is um, been a few um, little bits of... Uh, information that have come out in some interviews and stuff. For instance, I believe it was TVinsider.com um, posted some interviews for, uh, with uh, the creator or, you know, the creative team and some of the actors from the book of Boba Fett. And specifically, they bring up that Robert Rodriguez is directing three episodes of the series. So three of the seven episodes will be directed by uh Robert Rodriguez and then we know Bryce Dallas Howard is doing one right we had a we talked about it a little while back about some of the other directors that were announced or whatever um but it sounds like he is definitely taking 
you know, a large chunk of the episodes. Um, and, um, there was something, um, that he mentioned in the interview, and this is a direct quote, um, and this is referring to the like quote unquote Star Wars sandbox, like you know, be get, being the given the keys to Star Wars and all its accompanying tools and toys. And this is what he said: um, "I have so many amazing toys that viewers are going to just be gaga over." Um, when this is from Ming Ming Na Wen, a self-confessed massive Star Wars fan. Every day on set, I'd gasp, and Tim would have to reel me back in and say, Ming, come on, let's work. Um, and they also... Uh, uh, sort of refer to this as the quote-unquote first season a couple of times in the article. You know? Okay. It's not being marketed as a limited series like obi-wan right like obi-wan's a one and done type of thing it's being talked about as the first season so there is a season of boba fett there's a possibility that i could get more than one season of a book of boba fett show this is you know never thought that would happen did you no no i mean you know it was just a couple of years ago when I thought I would never get anything Boba Fett, much less a show or a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they also mentioned that the season kicks off not too long after the after credit sequence from uh, the second season of The Mandalorian. So it seems like it's going to pick up. It really is going to be sort of like Mandalorian season 2.5 in an interesting way where, you know, that story ends where it does. And then the Boba Fett part picks up for seven episodes. And then sometimes next year, presumably we'll pick back up with the Mandalorian stuff. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. That's awesome. Um, the quote from Ming-Na Wen really makes me think they've got some surprises up their sleeves when it comes to the season. Um, you know, part of it is also the marketing that leads me to believe that. It's being marketed very similar to The Mandalorian, though. And just <coughs> since The Mandalorian is the only example of live action Star Wars TV that we've gotten so far, it's kind of hard to base any speculation on just what what they've done, right? Right. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you got to think after the reception that Baby Yoda got from the first season and then the reception that all the other stuff got, for the most part, in season two, that they would kind of continue on that line of thinking. So we'll see. I just what I don't know, man. This is the thing. I thought Bo- Baby Yoda was awesome. I thought all the character appearances in Mandalorian season two were awesome, but mm-hmm. eventually, Star Wars hipsters are gonna fucking revolt on that. You know what I mean? And they're yes. and 
I'm just worried that Book of Boba Fett's going to be the one that pushes people over the edge and they're like, all right, enough of this. We're tired of seeing all these characters. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I think it's going to be too close to the formula of the Mandalorian that they've already kind of realized that people love. I think not that it's going to be a copy. I don't mean that detrimentally. I just mean they found what works and they are giving us more of what works. I don't. Um, if it's some sort of misstep, I know you got some anxiety over that. I don't see how they could. I mean, I just, you know, I I don't know where your misstep would be for you to take it. Look, man, you know, this is this is what I'm saying. Like, if you told me in 2010 that you know there was going to be a Star Wars sequel trilogy and stuff like that, super excited. And I'd be like, oh, that's going to be successful, I'm sure. Star Wars is successful. Uh, they're going to do spinoff movies. And one of them is going to be a Hans, a young Han Solo movie. Like, I would have just assumed, and I get the feeling that a Disney assumed the same thing. Uh, oh, that'll be successful. People love Han Solo. What a crazy idea. Do a young Han Solo movie, right? How could you go wrong? How could it's like you go wrong? Indiana Jones. And in the same breath, if you told me, I would have thought, well, surely a Boba Fett movie would be successful. I could be just as wrong about that as I would have been the Han Solo movie. Have me sitting there with my head in my hands thinking, I don't know anything. I know nothing. Like, what do I know in life? I don't know that I've ever been as anxious about a Star Wars release. Now, let me clarify. For The Force Awakens, I was sickly excited, meaning like didn't sleep the night before, probably two nights before. You remember? You were there. I remember. Um, You know, for all the movies, I get very excited for The Mandalorian, super excited, so on and so forth. This is the first one I'm anxious about. I don't think you have a reason to be. And, you know, I mean, I understand why you are, but I don't think it's justified. Sitting here, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, probably a lot of it has to do with like how shit of an end of a year I've had so far. You know, last few yeah. months have been rough, so maybe it's You're just... expecting for another shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, come on, don't let it be that like... The Boba Big Fett money, no whammies. Bad. Don't let the Boba Fett show be bad, please. I can't, I can't do that. I like, you know, like. Oh, I know. I don't want any Star Wars to be bad, but what I really don't want to be bad is the book of Boba Fett. Just don't be bad, please. Don't be bad. Just be good. Just be good. Just be good. You know? Please be good. Please please, please be good. Please like, be and, good. And I should, by the way, as a Boba Fett fan, have nothing but faith that it's going to be good because they brought him back in season two of The Mandalorian and I couldn't be happier than how they handled him, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it was perfect. You almost immediately saw a sea change in people's opinion of Boba Fett, right? Because just like now people try to alter history and say, no, people didn't hate the prequel trilogy as much as people like to make it out back in the day. 
that's a lie. I was there. <laughs> I know exactly how much people hated the prequel mm. trilogy back in the day, you know? Yeah. Just like that, I also remember all the Boba, F- Boba Fett hate since 2012, right? Been a lot of yes. them. Yes. Saw it firsthand, and I just, like, water And you off take it more back. personally than most. I don't I mean, take yeah, it personally. Off, but, like, it, it stings yeah, it's not. It stings I, you more than your average dude. It's not that I take it personally. It's more that like it just surprised me because I was like, "Oh, well, I thought like in Star Wars fandom, Boba Fett was just kind of like, like maybe he wasn't everybody's favorite character, but there was at least a common recognition that he's cool." Mm-hmm. And n- no, sir. And then you see things like, and and this was not common but you would see people like equate boba fett fans to the worst of star wars fandom and shit like that like oh man boba fett fans are the fucking worst that's really sad and and trust me buddy i was like oh this sucks where did this all come from steel our buddy steel always tells this story of the first time he ever went to like a convention and the top, he was like at a panel or something. I can't remember the exact details, but he's at a panel and the subject of Ewoks came up, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, was surprised because people started booing. And he just never realized that people didn't like Ewoks because he grew up fucking loving the Ewoks, thinking the Ewoks right. were rad, right? It yeah. was a very similar feeling for me when this whole Boba Fett thing, like when I discovered like, Oh, there's some people that really don't like Boba Fett. And now that's sort of changed. And a lot of it has to do with the Mandalorian season too. They did such a good job handling that character and mm-hmm. Tamora's performance and stuff helped and, and all that. So it's nice to see, but I remember is all I'm saying. I remember how people were acting about Boba Fett. Not that long ago. Old man Halls, he remembers. I sure do. Him and Beverage Farm. <laughs> you want to know who remembers Book of Boba Fett slander? Beverage Farm remembers. <laughs> I shouldn't. It's stupid, Will. It's fucking stupid. I shouldn't be as anxious about this. Like I should. You be, totally should not. I should be brimming with excitement, and I am. Yeah. I am. I'm very excited. You should be positively giddy. But. A lot of bad shit can happen in the next two weeks. It can. And if the year thus far is any indicate any indication, it probably will. But besides that, I just don't want it to be bad, man. I don't, I don't think it's it going to be bad, bad, buddy. I don't think it's going to be bad at all. I guess we don't have that long to find out, huh? No, you don't have long at all. If it's the fucking... Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 of Star Wars properties? Or the X-Men Last Stand? Don't hit me with that Spider-Man 3 X-Men Last Stand. Just, don't you say that. I don't, don't you put that juju out there. I don't want to, man. But that's Hipster dancing 
Peter Parker. I, dude, I couldn't. I watched that movie with you. I know. Do you remember this? I do. Do you remember the shit that I talked about in that movie? The second that we left, you were like, "Fuck this guy. He can't just. He can't just be happy that it was a Spider-Man movie." And I was like, "No, dude, that was a bad Spider-Man movie." And you were like, "Come on, just let it be good." And I was like, "No, fuck that. That was not good." I don't remember maybe being that strong about it, but I do remember being you, passionate. You were about strong it. to quite strong. Strong to quite strong. Strong to quite strong, if memory serves correctly. I was not happy. Oh, no, man. I just really want Boba Fett to be good. It's going to be. It's going to be really good. It's going to be. There's no way. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, you know, a little different of a feel than Mandalorian because. Uh, It's going to feel a lot different. Yeah. You're going to be working with more of like an anti-hero character with Boba Fett, like. They're definitely going to turn him heroic, but he's not going to be like, you know, gallivanting around the galaxy taking care of an adorable green baby or anything like that. He's going to be looking out for number one and then having a soft spot for baby Yoda. That's what everybody else will, you know, that's what you want to see. He's going to have, you know, some, he's going to have to deal with the underworld, try to get it in check. It's going to be cool that we're going to see more of the underworld. They put out a, um, a little clip, I guess on Twitter today or yesterday and it's got some new dialogue in it with boba fett saying welcome to the underworld and it just made me think of old uncle george who like had these giant aspirations of a television series called star wars underworld Mm -hmm. you know that that's what he was going to do after the prequels and he just couldn't figure it out you know what though i good on him for holding out to not doing it even though it wouldn't be what he wanted, right? A lot of people would have just cashed that check and brought it home and let it be inferior quality. But Uncle George was like, no, Star Wars has a standard. And if it doesn't meet that standard, we're not making, you know, shitty subpar, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Because if you look at the kind of television that was being released around the time, the Underworld probably would have been released. You know, could have been rough. Could have been. Could have been rough. Are we talking like way back? Like, are we talking like Buffy, the Vampire Slayer? Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> Say what Angel. you will about Joss Whedon, but don't you bring the Summers into? Don't, don't you, you sully bring the Buffy Summers? Buffy Summers into this. She's a goddamn. Buffy saint. Summers is a saint, and you leave her out of your mouth. Don't sully the name. You know that's one of my favorite shows. I felt all the 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 feathers on the back of the hawes ruffle up. Back hair stood up like a head, like like porcupine quills. Hawes looks mm-hmm. three feet taller at the moment. That hoodie'd be like six feet tall on the back of his neck. You know what? It's like uh, it's like uh, Baron Harkonnen in the Good Dune movie when he's like. All floaty, floaty, you know, whatever the fuck that yeah. is, whatever the fuck's going on there. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I know it's stupid to be anxious, but I really want it to be good. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot mentally riding on this book of Boba Fett, William. I know you do. It's too much pressure for one man, boss. <laughs> I know. I know. It's got Tamora Morrison. I know. I know. Right? Like, 
And it's not a movie. It's a whole ass show. And they're referring to it as season one, which means there might be even more of a whole ass show. Mm. Kids going to be going as Boba Fett for Halloween next year. Tenfold. I sure hope so. Tenfold. Increase in Boba Fett's. Mm, There's going to be a lot of Boba Fett collectibles, too. Like, they keep putting ones up for pre-order, and I know it's only scratching the surface. Hey, hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse, did you see this this Boba (laughs) Fett pre-order? Hey, Jesse, look at this. Hey, Jesse. 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 I need you to do me a favor. Go on Twitter and look at that Boba Fett statue that I retweeted. Hey, Jesse. Isn't it beautiful? And look at that. Isn't that neat? And she's just sitting there like, yeah, that's, that's real Some might neat. call it a toy. You know what I'll call that? Art. Art. A-R-T, art. Hey, you want to hear from some of our friends and call it a night before I give myself an anxiety attack? Uh, yeah. Over, over fucking Shia. Boba Fett? All right, let me over get to it. Boba Fett. Guys, hey, listen, if you want to send in a voicemail, voicemail or email, voicemail. send in a voicemail <laughs> to the Smashing If you want to send in a voicemail or an email, it's easy enough. Blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Um, you know what I should do first? I should do our buddy Sam's email first since Sam I am. I've uh, been putting it off because I hadn't finished uh, War of the Bounty Hunters. Okay, here he goes. Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you both are doing well. You've both been a light in the darkness of this dry spell of Star Wars content. By the way, Halls, you are totally correct about Crocs, and my fiancé thinks they're the best thing ever. Stay strong on your stance on Crocs, buddy. Anyway, have you both been caught up on War of the Bounty Hunters? Overall, did you both enjoy the idea of the story? After reading it, I feel like they are setting up Kira as a character in Book of Boba Fett. It seems like this story being told between Empire and Jedi could be setting up something big in the upcoming Boba Fett series. Although there are still two more chapters of the Crimson Dawn story coming up, 
It won't be coming out until January, after Book of Boba Fett. What element from the comic would you want to see in the show? Thanks for all you do, and keep up the best work. Uh, best wishes, Sam. P.S. Did you hear that Hasbro is releasing a Black Series Kiati Mundi soon? Would that make you get back into Black Series figures? Okay, so, yes, I heard that they're going to be doing a Kiati Mundi Black Series. It won't make me get back into Black Series figures, but I will buy that figure. And if it's not some weird fucking fan channel exclusive or Walmart or Target exclusive that have to set an alarm for (coughs) just to hope to get my grubby hands on one, I'm going to buy more than one and we're going to be doing giveaways. Hey, hey. On the show. Um, So, Will, uh, in case you didn't know, um, Sam mentioned it in his email, uh, War of the Bounty Hunters reintroduces Kira from Solo. Okay. Kira successfully steals Han from Boba Fett. Right? And she, as the Crimson Dawn, you know, like she's leading Crimson Dawn now. Um, She holds this big auction where she's going to auction off Han Solo to the highest bidder. Damn, that's cold-blooded. Your ex-girlfriend. And, Your first love. And that gets... So everybody comes to this fucking party, right? That's the event that Boba uh, and Chewbacca get into it at when Lando tells Chewie to beat his ass Chewbacca. Um, right. So that draws, you know, lots of the bounty hunters. It draws in, you know, Dr. Doctor Afra ends up there, Sana Solo, or uh, what's her actual last name? Um brings in you know the rebellion shows up the empire shows up darth vader shows up all kinds of people show up it's this big um meeting of the minds where they're all trying to uh win han and carbonite at this auction right right and uh, it's pretty cool they do a really good job of uh reintroducing kira but not explaining like there's you know there's definitely hints of her and and Maul's connection right but they never right. explain in the comic like how exactly she uh you know took over Crimson Dawn from Maul um, right but there's a part where her and Invader have a a brief duel Invader like recognizes that she was trained by Maul. He recognizes her fighting form and shit, which is really interesting. There's a really cool scene towards the end between Kira and uh, Leia, where Kira and Leia meet and talk for the first time. Mm -hmm. And she basically lays out, it's like it was this whole elaborate plan to where she was actually trying to help Han out she wasn't being as like shady as it seems, right? And she yeah, says, right. you know, to Leia, like, I want Han to be with you, basically, because uh, you'll actually you actually care for him, whereas I just use and manipulate people for my own uh, betterment and stuff. But it's really well done, and. What kind of surprised me most about War of the Bounty Hunters were some of the one-shots. 
that gave you some insight into these other characters, specifically the the Bausch one, is really good and sort of explains really? a lot of Bausch's backstory. And Bausch, Bausch, Bausch actually uh, rolls around the galaxy with a bunch of other UBs or UBs. I don't know how you say the the alien name. That's the species that Bausch is, is an UBs. Okay. And they've actually been banished from their home world. So that's why they're out doing bounty hunter shit. They're out roaming the galaxy, doing, taking jobs as bounty hunters. Because they have none. Because they're not allowed to go back to their home for whatever reason. Maybe next time will be the last jump home. And uh, they have leap. this no. really... Um, no? Did you just drop Quantum Leap on me? Yeah, yeah, I did. Awesome. No? No, no takers? I mean, I got the, it. Uh, the guy that played I know. his companion died recently, I believe. He was that in sucks. Star Wars as well. That sucks, man. As well as Dune. He was one of the human computers, I believe. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Pretty sure, if memory serves. I think you're right. Man. What a bummer ending to a show, by the way, Quantum Leap. Yeah, right? Um, so I would say overall, I really enjoyed War of the Bounty Hunters. We kind of talked about it earlier. Um, you know, if they wanted to work Kira and the Crimson Dawn into Book of Boba Fett, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, it's time. You know, like, it, it's time to bring her back. It was She was an amazing character to set up and establish, mm -hmm. like... And, you yeah, know, clearly, waiting clearly, you know, boy, was that movie set up to have a sequel that yeah, just never right. happened. Right. And the Kira thing robbed, absolutely robbed. The thing that kind of sucks is like Kira would be, you know, a decent bit older by the time of Book of Boba Fett. So how do you handle that? Granted, I think Bo-Katan is supposed to be like 50 or something, 50 or 60 I don't know, and Book of Boba uh, in, in Mandalorian Season 2, like, based on the timeline, and, uh, like, she looks great, so, like, yeah, just make it happen. I don't care. I don't know. You know, spending time in a in a parallel dimension of hyperspace, maybe that keeps your skin supple. You see that shiny youth veneer. Maybe it does. Maybe Traveling through space-time. You might be on to something, buddy. What do I know anymore? I spend my days anxious that uh, a show about my favorite Star Wars character is going to be bad. Clearly. I need. I can tell you, it's not going to be bad. I know, but it still makes me nervous. Right. I know. Here we go. Uh, next up, we have an email from Sizzle Dizzle. Hey, Halls and Will. I wrote in a few times before, but haven't had much to say until now. My partner was putting away some Halloween decorations, including a large stuffed Chewbacca holding a pumpkin. She got to examining the Wookiee and asked, where, is, where are his ears? This sent me down an internet rabbit hole, stumbling onto a few old threads asking the same thing. It's all the more curious, as one Redditor writes, given that Ewoks have noticeable ears, but Wookiees don't. So much like Maul's bowel movements, my question for y'all about Chewbacca and his kinfolk is, how do he hear? 
Thanks for the cock of duty speculating. For a world where we all keep it clean, sizzle dizzle. You know, keep it clean. Mm. You know I do. How do we hear, Will? How do we hear? Like, we know, like, uh, the question with Darth Maul is, how do he poop? <laughs> how do he poop? The question with Chewbacca and Wookiees is, how do he hear? You don't have no ears. If, I mean, anatomically, he has to have ears, right? Yeah, he's like, got ears. They may not stick out, like he may not have lobes, but there are holes in his head that receive sound. Now, the structure of the bones in his ear that conduct sound, the malleus, uh, the incus, and the stapes, maybe, uh, they may be a different shape because those sound waves got to travel through a forest of hair before they ever hit the ear. They may be huge. He may have huge holes on the side of his head that you just can't see because they don't perk up or they're hidden under their hair. Well, my, but, now, granted, neither of these are mammals, right? But how do frogs and... Uh, Iguanas here. Clearly, they hear. They got ear holes. I think that's what Chewie's got. I think you're right. I think he may not have like actual ears. He might yeah. not have the cartilage. May not come with cartilage and lobes. Right, but he. I think he's got like a a hole that's covered by an ear. How do he hear with his ear? With his ear under hole. all that hair. Under all that her. <clears throat> Man. That makes the idea of a hairless Wookiee even weirder. This These giant silver dollar-sized holes on the side of his head <laughs> where he hears. Yeah. Or what if there is like a little bit of a tip, like on the top, you just can't see it because the hair is so long and he's got like the tiniest elf ear tips, but there's so much hair coming over it, you can't see it. Ooh. I got to say, you took that question way more seriously, and I appreciate it. I'm not, no hate, of course, but way more seriously than any time I've tried to ask about how, like, you brought out parts of the ear that I haven't heard since fifth grade fucking anatomy class and shit. The hammer, the anvil, and the stirrup. Well, I know those, but it was the other shit you said. Oh, the, I think that's Latin. That's probably their Latin names. Ah. The Malleus, the Incus, and the Stapes, I believe. The Stapes! Yep. This man said Stapes! Okay. All right, we got... I do do that. <laughs> I do do that. I, uh, I have... I science. He does do that. Um, we have one voicemail, and then we'll call it a night. Um, like I said, we're recording this on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. So, uh, if you get your voicemail in before then, or lucky, <laughs> this is from Josh, right? Let's hear what he says. All right. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is your internet pal, Josh, right here with a question about the upcoming Boba Fett series that I would like to hear your take on. Uh, but first I would like to say to Will, Will, um, <clears throat> you are appreciated. Uh, Blue Harvest Podcast would not be the same without you. Um, and I think oh. I speak for all the fans when I say you are loved and respected, and we uh, really value your contribution to this uh, podcast that we all love. All right. So here's my question Are you guys concerned that the new Boba Fett series uh -oh. will take Boba Fett? 
in the direction of being full-on good guy. Um, and I ask this because um, <clears throat> one of the most interesting aspects of Boba Fett, as he appears in canon now, is that he's kind of ambiguous. Um, he's been on a long journey. He starts out motivated by revenge against the Jedi and Mace in particular. Um, then he goes on to become a bounty hunter where he appears to be motivated kind of by money. Um, and then now it seems like, um, after spending all that time, um, on Tatooine in and out of the Sarlacc pit, that's kind of changed him again. Um, but I'm not sure if I want to see him, uh, going full, uh, good guy, as I said before. Um, I think his kind of ambiguity uh, morally makes him a more interesting character. So what do you guys think? Are you concerned about this? Do you think he could still be an interesting character even if he's a full-on good guy from now on? Um, I'm interested to hear your takes. Um, so I uh, hope you guys are staying healthy. I know you're keeping it clean. You know I'll be with you. So, <laughs> I think Boba Fett will be presented in a way that's maybe more of a good guy than he has been in the past. But I don't think they're going to go full-on lawful good alignment Boba Fett. I don't think they're going for mercenary with a heart of gold. I think they're going with... I think this is a revenge story. Like, you know, I... I I appreciate the value of a revenge story. I think he will be heroic, but more of a, like a an anti-hero type of character. Like I, I don't... think we're go for it. I was gonna say I think we're gonna see the bad stuff that's happened to him, and that will build you know the empathy for the revenge he's going to exact. Yeah, I think you know I think there'll be that, but I also think you know. Given his portrayal in season two of The Mandalorian, I do think he will be more of a good guy than we've seen in he the past. He has a code of honor. But I obviously. do think there there's going to be times when he does not good guy stuff, for lack of a better term. As I say, having a code of honor and being morally scrupulous are two incredibly different things. Right. <laughs> and, you know, like by nature of this whole underworld concept that it seems like the show is going to deal in, he's going to be working with some pretty shady characters, you know, right. um, who are going to be working for him that he's going to have to keep in line. Right. If he's trying to sort of reshape the underworld in a way that he sees fit to be more of this whole like code of honor type approach to it, I could see that being pretty interesting. And I think that is a, a interesting way to approach the character and make him more of a good guy, right? Honor among thieves, kind of. I always felt like maybe that was kind of what made was the one of the harder things to crack with the whole idea of a Boba Fett movie not happening was like maybe they just couldn't figure out how to present him. It took them a while, at least, to get to that point. I mean, even Hollywood itself, you know, I feel like has struggled with how to portray the anti-hero here lately. You know, they they probably did a great job back in the day, but you know, I think Deadpool landed its mark, but obviously that's not the yeah, that's not what the, I'm looking uh, for in both. That's that. not the benchmark. But <laughs> um, uh, I think the Loki Logan, series did a pretty good job. 
Loki, yes, uh, agreed. You know? Yeah. I mean, even Daredevil to a certain degree. He's, yeah. you know, he's, all, you know, he's still a lot of a hero, but it's really kind of dark. That's kind of a dark hero. Well, when you're talking about in that sort of like related to all that, I think probably the best comparison would be like the Netflix Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was all right. It wasn't my favorite, but it was all right. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, as far as the Punisher goes, it was good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind the Thomas Jane movie, to be honest, perfectly honest. Like, I know it's not on par with the superhero movies we have now, but back in the day, like, it was not terrible. I remember, I've only seen it maybe once in the theater and then once at home, at, you know. And I don't remember ever being like, this sucks. Yeah. So... I mean, I know there's some cheese, but again, the beginning days of comic book movies. Um, All righty. So, I guess that kind of does it for us, buddy. Um, oh, thank you for the love, too, by the way. That was much. Yeah, man. Unnecessary, but much appreciated. We'll always trying to downplay his contributions to the podcast. I just need everyone to know how the hierarchy goes. Like, I need everyone to fully understand how much work Hawes himself actually puts into this whole kid and caboodle. Like it's not, it's not the Hawes and Will show. It's the Hawes show with a side of a side. No, 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 no. Okay. So look, I'll fully uh, acknowledge. Yeah. I put a lot of work into the podcast and stuff. I'm not denying that, but blue harvest is the Hawes and Will show. I mean, yeah, it's our rapport. Yeah. But like I'm talking about the blood, sweat and tears. That's you, my man that go into this project like that is you it's, it's more like the blood sweat and monster <laughs> mio <laughs> mio blood sweat oh, and mio so the halls burkhardt story all right guys uh, hey, you thanks. need to make a cocktail that's got mio in it and that'll we'll call it the halls or the burkhardt hmm i don't really know i mean hmm that's an interesting proposition I we wonder. need to think of the flavors of Mio, and we'll come up with a cocktail with each of them. I like the green one quite a bit. Okay, it'll be green then. Well, the green Mio, I'm saying. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what flavor the green Mio is supposed to. It tastes like green to me. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Yum. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Sorry, Like I said, not a lot going on this week, so you got to hear me fret about Boba Fett for like 30 minutes. Sorry. Um. Hey, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Really helps us out. Helps other people find the show. And that makes us feel nice. Very Uh, nice. If you enjoy our theme song, please check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. And you can find them on iTunes, on Spotify, or on stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And speaking of Stoned Cobra, me and Steve do a video game podcast called High Potion. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. uh, It's a lot of fun. I will tell you this personally, a personal endorsement. There are no two gentlemen who know more about video games and what's going on in the world of electronic entertainment than those two gentlemen. I tell you right now. This I tell you. We be keeping up with it. Um... 
And yeah, guys, so next week we have a special Christmas dealio coming out. And then the week of that after that, Book of Boba Fett, special guests every episode. Get hyped. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And let's hope it's good. Anyways, guys, until then, um, we'll see you guys soon. This has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. Please be good, Boba Fett. Please be good. It's, it's going to be good. Don't worry. It's going to be good. Shh, don't worry. It's going to be good. Shh. It's all right. May the force be with us. <laughs>